Mike Cyber Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show. 8.58. First time I've ever been early for work, except for all those daylight savings days, lousy farmers. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and the mailbag is MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And on this week's show, my guests are Matt and Tim from the Not So Much But Us show, and we're talking Black Panther. We're also going to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general, and what it all means for the upcoming Infinity War and beyond. All of that and more on this week's all-new episode of Mike Cybert Radio. But first, I want to let you know that this podcast will be full of spoilers for Black Panther and uh, several other Marvel movies as well and we're probably gonna swear a lot too in fact let's check in with killing spree for spoiler alert fucking spoilers (laughs) do that one more time that was awesome fucking spoilers awesome man all right so let's uh i i guess before we get into the meat of it let's uh let's just kind of set the tone here and i've uh i've got some uh uh, sounds to help us out yeah i know right a war is coming my son, it is your time. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. The Black Panther lives. You can bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a more, but you can't bring the truth to me. The world's gonna start over. This is my time. This ends today. I can let your first confidence and calculated promises sign in your conversation. Black Panther, ready PG-13. Get tickets now. I will get tickets now, actually, because, yes. you know, just uh, just listening to that trailer again already puts me in the mood to watch this movie again. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just it's just freaking awesome. So um, so I'm uh, I'm just tumbling and bumbling all over the place We're uh, we're talking about Black Panther today. But first, I want to welcome in our uh, very special guest for this uh, panel discussion. Please give it up for Matt and Tim from the Not So Much But Us show. Oh, Oh, that's wow. nice. Wow. Wow. Live Thank you, an audience. audience. Thank you, Mike. They Thank, love us, Tim. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, let me grab my gold statue really quick. <laughs> oh, it's All plastic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. This, this is going to be this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So, um Let's uh let's just jump face first into it. Um, uh oh, well actually let let's start with uh, the biggest news. As of this recording, we've just learned that Black Panther, in its uh in just under a month of theatrical release, has made one billion dollars at the box office. How about that? Wow, wow. I like how you did the doctor. That Evil was there. nice, man. <laughs> Can you do the Doctor Evil voice in it? 
Um, uh, I oh, you know what? I'm I might have that here somewhere. Look Whoa. at that! Look at that! Uh, no, that's that's Doctor Evil. Can you, can you call up something Dr. that quickly? Evil. I didn't spend six years in evil medical school to be called Mister. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> That's not it. And that's the difference like between it. someone that knows they're doing it and us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we could never do that. If Nate was here, it'd take him like, we'd be a half hour later trying to pull that one up. The connection stuff going. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, you hear some of this, it's like, hold on! Hold on! Yeah, yeah, that's ours. No, I just, I, just a sec. I'll do the thing. <laughs> like, Nate, right? Click. Go. Right. Click. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Google, I don't care what format. Just yeah. bring the file in, yeah. man. Just You're right. The other right. The one on the right. <laughs> then maybe you should just go for it. Do the Dr. Evil voice and, and say $1 billion. $1 billion. dollars. He did that's, really that's good. good. That was nice. That was good. Bald Mike Myers. Crushing oh, it. Man. Hey, you know you you came into this with the Black Panther, uh, some of the soundtrack with that trailer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, right there. Good job. Like, nice new sounds. Drove the movie. I liked it. Absolutely. And, and you know, the I, I've heard a lot of podcasts and other uh, reviews. You know, they talk about, you know, the plot and the actors and the performances and the, the effects and all that stuff we'll touch on as well. But I'm not hearing a whole lot of people talking about the soundtrack. And I think that's kind of interesting because for me, I, I'm not really a huge hip hop guy. But, right. but I knew that going into this, having this soundtrack curated by Kendrick Lamar, who you know is a guy that's a guy um i mean i mean this is this is just flying off the shelves and you know it's been a you know really uh hotly anticipated soundtrack but yeah it it is kind of weird that a lot of people aren't talking about it or at least for from what i've been exposed to so i feel like the sound the soundtrack i loved it yeah it was it was like one of the best used soundtracks for a trailer because right. like all their two, three, four trailers, was it like uh-huh. the revolution is it, lot. It like, had it's, the, it's cool. It had the best. In fact, like I love talking about music and trailers. Black Panther is yeah. one of the best. Another one that was oddly good mm. was um the second Triple X movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just no, say you're it. right. It's like, music in a yeah. trailer. The usage of it was great. But Sigma Black Panther, yeah, that uh, music was great. I felt like now I only saw it once. I only saw this okay. movie once. So and it's been a few weeks. I felt like while I was watching the movie. That the music wasn't like displayed well throughout the scenes. Like it never hyped music never hyped me up in that movie. Yeah, you know, I I I agree. And it's and flat, actually, yeah. I I had uh, I had the same experience as well. You know, saw it uh, um, opening week, and um, and yeah, it's like you know, I in a weird way, I kept like listening for it. It's like my ear was perked up, and like I'm like this, you know, this score is serviceable. It's it's cool, but I guess in a sense, maybe I was kind of expecting something on say the level of uh, Guardians. You know, where like the yeah. the, the the music, the soundtrack is almost a character uh, on its own, and I didn't necessarily get that. I mean, I liked what I heard, but yeah, I I, I don't know if I was specifically let down, but yeah, it was it was one of those things where it's like, but but the soundtrack though, this this is supposed to be like a huge big deal. Um, um, when it reminds go- me of Jurassic World. That's how I felt about Jurassic World. How do you mean? Uh, mistimed. Like Jurassic World, they literally used the big intro of music. Da, ba, 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 ba. I think we talked about that a long time ago on our episode. Uh-huh. But it was the same thing. Like they come in and they're like, they buy popcorn from like the vendor stand. Like, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> but they did not time it well with like yeah. the dinosaur scenes. Unlike when now you're competing against movies like 
Kingsman and Baby Driver and the use yeah. of the music in those, like you have to compete with that now. Yeah. Like yeah. now that's part of the review process of these yeah. movies, you know? Timing is mm-hmm. Guardians is a good example of like how timing is just everything with these you know, like right before a battle or yeah, right. Uh, during a battle, yeah, getting chills. you just time it out purpose, purpose, uh, perfectly. And Black Panther, yeah, I mean, as good as the movies it was, I felt like I felt like the background music, or I felt like the music was just background music all the time. It would never was like boom, let's blast it and get hyped up for this battle. And I was never, I didn't do that. None of that ever happened. So that's just like a small thing I'm picking at with the well, movie. Too. Well, that, no, that's the thing about like when you cliff note this. Uh, it's funny because I didn't put a lot of time into thinking about what I'm gonna do it, acting wise. I really can't pick on anybody for acting. Like no. there was great acting. That, there's my review yeah. for acting. It was great. Like I, I can't sit there and say like, well, I didn't like that one scene. She didn't sell me on that point. Or right. No, I didn't have that. Well, you know what? To that, I, I have something on that. I, uh, you know, I, I loved. All of the performances, everybody, like like you guys were just saying, everybody in this movie is great. Everybody uh, uh, steps it up a level. Um, but this, uh, it, you have a slight problem with your movie when your main character is the least interesting character. I uh, right. I loved Black Panther uh, T'Challa when he uh, uh, first debuted in Captain America: Civil War. I felt like he stole every scene he was in. Like he was exciting to watch him fight and interact with the other characters. But but the supporting cast in in Black Panther is so strong and everybody is so great that every every scene that uh that Black Panther is in that person steals the scene from him whether he's you know interacting with his sister or with Killmonger or you know even Forrest Whitaker you know it's like everybody is stealing uh scenes from the main character and uh nobody steals a scene from Indiana Jones you know so no. so it's you know your your lead character is supposed to be um you know th- th- well i mean he's the title character it's there on the marquee and i did think that was kind of interesting and i don't think that that's a weakness of chadwick boseman's performance he's great i think it's just that the supporting cast is so damn great also that it kind of outshines him a little bit what uh, what do you guys yeah. think about that i c- I definitely agree with that. I mean, you nailed it because even in uh, Civil War, there's how many characters? And, All of and maybe them. it's because the, this is the first time we were introduced to Black Panther, but even in Civil War, the scenes that he was in, whether it was with Bucky or Black Widow or Captain America, whoever it was. He stood out. He was the best character in all the scenes in yeah. Civil War. And in this one, you know, I, I understand they're going into like where he's from, his origin, what's mm-hmm. around him, vibranium, how 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 the process works on to becoming the king of Wakanda, the battles. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, it was just, uh, you know, if some of it was dry for me, you know, it really was. It was, uh, I knew it was coming. Like I knew uh-huh. where we were going with the whole storyline. Nothing was surprising in this movie. Yeah. And, and I think it's a reflection of just, well, Chadwick Boseman, when, as far as acting goes, there is, he did a great job and he is Black Panther. They couldn't have did a better job as far as casting goes, but Absolutely. there was nothing for him to sell the audience in. Yeah. Well, it's funny yeah. that we were, at least we're all picking up, but they, I know early on there was a direct statement that they said this movie was created to make him look small. Okay. Really? They, well, they, they succeeded. They, well, they did. They, they said good for them. If that was their goal. Well, it's funny because I, I, the one, someone even referenced, God, where was I reading? And it's funny because I thought the same thing when I was watching the movie was, when you saw Tony Stark 
stepping down with um uh his first Iron Man movie. Yeah. When he's on the step. Someone actually referenced that in the making of this when they were talking about the making of this movie when he's next to uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Kilma, or uh this the the bad guy? Yeah. My mind is uh, uh, Stain. Obadiah uh, Stain. Iron Yeah, remember Iron yeah, Iron Ironmonger, yes. Yeah. He's like, picture time, Tony, picture yeah. time. And he looked that small because he's stepping over Tony and Tony is successful. Oh, and uh-huh. they, they actually referenced that in the making of this movie. So that's how you're going to see T'Challa right. in this. They said he's going to look like a little boy trying to find his way and boohooing away from the, the throne. And again, and that's their goal. They, they succeeded it. And good for them. I, I applaud yeah. them. And, and I understand even though we got to know him in Civil War, this is his origin and this is his movie. And typically yeah. when you – movies nowadays, they go at least trilogies if not more. Yeah. And people like to – build up the characters build even you know they like to build it up so maybe in the second one the third one he will be more of this dominating person Mm -hmm. more scenes where he needs to tap in emotionally and sell the audience on certain events but contrasting to that the problem i see with what we're saying about it is i don't think they showed him elevate and rise up to the end of the movie they didn't really build up to i don't feel like he ever came back yeah power he, That's the problem. He uh, he doesn't really have much of an arc. He's like, you know, it's like, okay, so now I'm the king. Okay, well, now um, now I have to go after Claude. Didn't catch him. Um, now I'm not the king anymore. Okay, cool. I'm the king again. You know, it's like there there isn't there isn't a lot of arc and and um, a one contrasting thought to what we're talking about here is um, I I almost feel like that uh, Black Panther uh, is too powerful. He he almost has the Superman problem in that he's so awesome. That, you know, um, you know, I mean, he's flawless in his fighting and, you know, his his suit is invincible and it, it just it kind of um, uh, makes him a little less interesting. I mean, again, with, uh, you know, by comparison to the other uh, other folks in the cast, because everyone else in the cast has, you know, something that that um, oh, I, I don't know, like like uh, like, for example, his uh, his sister, you know, uh, Shuri is, you know, you know the smartest person in the Marvel universe, but she's a teenager. You know, so so there's there's a little bit of that. There isn't like the you know but comma. You know, it's all like he's he's just he's just awesome. You know, T'Challa is just awesome. No, yeah, and it's funny. I, I guess sister, yeah, she she stole the show for me so many times. Yeah. And then more interesting, I think, than anybody in this was uh, Manape. For me. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes, Winston. He was Duke. awesome. Like, yeah, he was like the lead person for me. Like that I was interested in. Yeah, no, and he's great. And one thing that's super cool about these uh, MCU movies is that they can they can dig up the most obscure characters, you know, put a different take on them, put a little bit of polish on them, get get you know a a, um, a charismatic actor or a charismatic performer to bring them to life. Suddenly, we're talking Manape is an iconic character in the Marvel universe, you know, and and it's so weird this uh, this time and age that we're in that we're in 2018 uh, a movie called Black Panther you know like you know uh, arguably like a third tier character from the comics is you know making a billion dollars and the breakout character is Manape you know I mean that's yeah, it's, right, it's just amazing right, right. What, it, it was you know Manape was such like you said it was a different take so there was something because people who were familiar familiar with this character uh-huh. they knew that he was just a gigantic ape like yeah. in in the comics and cartoon stuff and everyone thinks how is this going to come to life on the big screen so the way they did it you know was very it was different and they made him so comedic 
And oh my gosh, people yeah. are you know audiences are pulled towards comedic elements. They love it. You know if they can laugh and you know understand jokes, they're gonna love those characters. And that's exactly what they did. And I'm kind of. I was fine with it. I'm glad that he didn't become like this other big villain of the movie. Yeah. He maybe he will in the future, but I'm glad he was just kind of this side villain that uh, if you knew anything about Black Panther, you knew that he is one of his big villains, but not exactly. in this film, which is cool. Well, I'm, and I'm assuming you're going to be putting a uh, spoiler before this. So uh, oh, yeah. I think uh, we've already gone past that line. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So. Man ape is in this movie. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. Well, no, I, I'm going to completely spoil on this. I oh, like yeah, the elements yeah. you talk about comic books uh, into into the movies. In the comic books, they reference this strongly, and I liked what they did in the movie. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they show him taking the potion f- for his trials to, un- to you know to take the Black Panther out of him. Yes, here's something that they didn't actually state directly, and mm-hmm. I hope it never comes about in a bad way. In the comic books, only they made a reference in the comic books where only blood. Panther Kings, which I like about the, the movie, can use the herb to get the Black Panther power. Yeah, you know what? And they and, I, and they yeah. had a chance to reference that too, like when they go up to the mountain and they, you know, go to Ombaku with uh, with the last heart shaped herb, and they're like, "Here, take this," and he's like, "Come with me," you know. And obviously, they they you know reveal that he's rescued T'Challa from uh, from the river there. But yeah, no, that would have been a great opportunity to put that in, except that it kind of it would undercut the perhaps dramatic tension of like because I mean you know, I mean obviously the movie's called Black Panther and we know that uh, Black Panther and Wakanda is all over that Infinity War trailer. Um, it seems like Wakanda yeah. is going to play very heavily in uh, at least part of uh, the Infinity War. But uh, but yeah, I mean for the context of that movie, you don't know that Chichal is okay at that point. So um, right. yeah, I kind of talked to myself in a circle there. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It, it would be cool how they kind of try to reconcile that in the future because yeah that that is definitely a huge thing in the comics but at the movie they kind of make it seem like well you know anybody can you know uh, uh perform the ritual and you know get the get the panther power and that's that's just but at least he's a bloodline so it still works because they didn't show anybody yeah they didn't break the rules killmonger yeah yeah. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Yes, he's sir. yeah. He's of the bloodline. So. so in Civil War, I think there are surprises like Storm and like Jubilee are gonna be like smoking the herbs, and they're gonna all be like <laughs> hyper. What's her thing's articulated quasi something? It sounds right to me. I, she, there's like five <laughs> names to Jubilee's power out of the fireworks. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what this movie did do well for me. Yeah. Is I'm not a, I'm not a fan of movies that have a lot of villains because it it okay. just doesn't work. Um, but this movie, it works because technically we have three villains, three Black Panther villains in this sure. movie. Yeah. And they all kind of had their own story and they all kind of told their, they all told their own story and they all had their own screen time. Mm-hmm. I think it worked because I think it goes back to making Manape the way he was. Um, it almost became like a soft sidekick to him. Yes. And the comedic element. And then. You know, Michael B. Jordan and Killmonger. I love Michael B. Jordan. He's oh, a great actor. Oh, my gosh. The best upcoming actors we have, yep. you know, in the entire world. However, I think Killmonger in this movie, I think it was just a waste. I think it was an easy write-in. It was an easy storyline. Let's do a blood type. He's pissed off. He wants to be king as well. He's going to come up. He's going to beat him up. He's going to complain. He's going to make stupid decisions. Like, <gasps> it was just... 
Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I just, I, no, I, I, I let I you go. I was like, I, me and Tim and you, Mike, we could have wrote the character the exact same way, if not better. You know, really? and that's just how I feel. Well, I was, I wasn't impressed. The thing, I, I, I think you said it right in the beginning. I don't look at him as the villain. I look at the the the, the social situation that they're all in. Is that's the true villain? Like, I don't really look at him as a true villain. Well said, Tim. Well, no, it's funny because eventually we're gonna get to the point where because I'm excited about talking about it. Yeah, this yeah. Movie, let's let's get into this. Oh, there's yeah. a there's a lot yeah. to unpack here. <laughs> yeah, because because this is not a movie that I, I would use the word. It's not controversial. But there's a weird air to like you. I mean, you and I even said it. We're yeah. saying that, but everybody that loves the movie loves mm-hmm. it. Like 100 yeah. percent the best Marvel movie. They happen to be black. Yeah. And you said that, and I'm like, it's funny because Cal, our other co-host, he's. I, I told him I said you have to come on and we have to review this movie. I said mm-hmm. because you happen to have a uh, different skin color than me. I said so I need you on here so we can talk about this. And this was weird. I'm hypersensitive to color in this movie because I want to get every one of my black friends and everybody around me is yeah. black and be like, you have to come over and talk about this movie with me. All right. Well, Isn't yeah. that weird? But there's something about this movie. It's well, not. It is. I can't say it's controversial, but it's it's such a weird. The political people call it political agenda, but it's just, it's such a weird backdrop because everything's white political agenda. So yeah. being a white dude and watching the movie now, which makes sense because everybody should be black in it. Yeah, I remember thinking it's very interesting. It is, and you know what? I I wanna I wanna uh, hit the brakes for just a hot second here because I I because I, I, I definitely want to spend a whole lot of time on the Killmonger stuff. But let's yeah. uh yeah let's let's uh let's go into the 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 um what I this movie I would say is important. This is capital I important. This is important to a lot of people, both culturally yeah. and you know politically and all of that other stuff. Um, but what's interesting, though, uh, you know, listening to the way the terms that you're putting in, first and foremost, we're three bearded white dudes, you know, talking right. about. Yeah. But oh, we're yeah. talking about a Marvel movie in the way that we would talk about any other Marvel movie. So, you know, so obviously, you know, we're not seeing color from that side. But then but. Right. For that segment of the population, this is incredibly important and a, a you know, cultural you know, milestone importance. And the closest thing that we've had recently was uh, when Wonder Woman came out. You know, look yeah. look at that movie and how that was important to a lot of people. And much like with Wonder Woman, um, it would be... If if you have something critical to say, it would you would almost have to kind of watch the company you say it in. So, like, yeah. you know, if you say that you didn't like Wonder Woman, suddenly you're a misogynist. You know, right. I, I don't know if it's like, you know, if you don't like Black Panther, that makes you racist. But um, but yeah, it is one of those things where, you know, uh, both of these movies and, and there are a lot of parallels there, but, you know, that have been so universally accepted because there hasn't been that rep, uh, representation. And now to get it, it, it is kind of an odd thing for, you know, uh, uh, chubby white guys to you know kind of kind of get nitpicky about the nerd stuff but for this nerd over here you know it's like it's the same stuff i would get nitpicky about about any other comic book movie so i'm looking at it kind of the same way um but yeah, it's. I mean, and and I guess to kind of close out my thoughts on the whole uh, Wonder Woman thing, I, I remember talking about uh, Wonder Woman previously. You know, it's an important movie. It means a lot to a lot of people. Um, eh, but that third act, though, you know, and uh, and the thing I would always say is like, you know, that's. I wish 
fans got a better movie, you know, to be so excited about. And I feel that Black Panther is that movie. You know, it's like yeah. it's it's, you know, objectively a better movie than Wonder Woman. I think it's it's, uh, you know, better acted, better produced. It, you know, it's got that Marvel shine on it as opposed to that that DC uh, uh, gloom to it. And I think that, you know, for the community that has been, you know, so desperate for this type of story and this type of reputation, uh, representation, I mean, they they got the movie they deserved. Uh, you know, Black Panther is a phenomenal movie, but there are some problems with it also. So, um, but no, I, I just, uh, what we were talking about earlier just uh, uh, kind of drove me down that path to mention that because like, you know, we kind of hit the ground running like we always do, just getting into right. the things we liked, the things we didn't like, getting nitpicky about it. But it's like, well, wait a minute. Now, I think I think it's good idea to reflect, look over our shoulders and say, you know, this this movie does mean a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm not joking. I was talking about the movie at Target. Like I was at the theater and I heard a lot of I mean, you heard a lot of people. I heard people behind me like, well, it's a good movie. And like, you know, they pushed the black agenda a little bit. And I'm thinking they really didn't. They pushed an agenda like the white agenda and the the typical agenda in every film that just happened to be white. And I said, yeah. this movie has an agenda too, but it happens to be in, a, in, a, in Wakanda where it has to be an all black culture because it's Wakanda. And it's 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 funny to me that uh, you're right though. And when I when I talk about people I like the movie, I actually get weird backlash. Like mm-hmm. People stare at me like, "Well, what do you like about it?" I'm like, "Well, I like the comic book aspect of what the movie is." Right. And they give me weird looks. I mean, it's just one of those. It's not like I said. It's not a controversial movie. I wouldn't use that because it's not like no. it's it's hitting the ground and everybody's like, "Oh my god, this movie!" But it's a, there's a weirdness out there to it, man. Because like it's funny when I grew up as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the president of the United States. I grew up playing with my Legos in, in my living room. Okay. And I believe 100% in this country that the only people that could be president were old, white, boring people. Yeah. Like, and then I started watching movies. And to be honest, like right now, I'd be excited if we just got a president that happened to be an Indian uh, gay female, just because I have to admit the iconic level of that would excite yeah. me because the only place you saw that growing up as a kid was in films. So I'm just glad that the world finally worked out where we had a movie and it just it happened to happen. You know, it's just it is what it is and it makes sense. And uh, so I actually s- I do have more of a like from the movie because it happens to be all black cast. If that sounds, mm-hmm. I know it's stupid, but it's the truth. Yeah. And it's one of those things that is white guys. It, it almost makes you kind of feel nervous. It's like, Oh, well it's a, it's a black cast. And, but I mean, but that's what I loved about this movie. But, but yeah. you know, I, I find myself very shy saying like, I liked that it was so black you, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like these are people that don't look like me and telling their stories. I mean, it's like, you know, I I'm not a kid that, you know, uh, uh, grew up in Oakland, um, you know. So but like there there are so many people that can identify with that first part of the movie where, you know, kids are playing in the basketball court. And, you know, they you know, they they look up and see a see a spaceship come up out of nowhere. But I mean, yeah. you know, from from what they, you know. Um, I mean, that's that's Ryan Coogler's background. You know, I mean, it's like he's from Oakland. That's that's where he comes from. And he puts so much of himself into this movie. It's like, you know, um, it's, you know, aside from the fantastical superhero stuff, it really is. You know, he's put a lot of his own story, his own experiences. And no old white guy has that same experience. 
So I, I think, again, like these stories and these perspectives are important to tell. Oh, yeah. And as an old white guy, I'll tell you, like, Black Lightning sucks. White or black or whatever you want, that <laughs> show just sucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't give it, I honestly haven't given it full attention yet. I gave it like one and a half episodes, so maybe it just got like awesome. Yeah. But it was a little painful for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, the movie, like I said, it's uh, sticking with this topic. It's a great movie. I'm not going to say it's the best mo- Marvel movie ever made. And I won't even say it's better than Wonder Woman because I don't think it is. Oh, yeah. But, okay. He had our puzzler sore. I was puzzling but, and puzzling. Yeah. But it's a good, it's a good good movie i think too i think black panther pretty much you know i think they played it as safe as they could to make the movie yes that they knew the people especially you know the people um in america wanted to see because right now just in the political climate that we live in yes people need a voice everybody needs a voice right now everybody you could if you youtube anything and if it's a political reference about anything, about the presidency, about republic, Democrats, anything like that. It has a billion views because people love to have political voices. This movie is 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 a two-hour political voice. Mm-hmm. And it's a political voice for why black matters, why black lives matters, why black power matters. And it's all true. It's all casted great. It's directed really well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ryan Coogler, it, this movie has him from beginning to end. It's, it's a Ryan Coogler movie. And I think that's all great. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I'm not looking at them from that aspect. Like I think, I think reaching that message is an A plus. They did a thousand and million percent great job on reaching that message. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna look at it just from a movie, from like a because Mar- you know me and Tim love our Marvel movies, so I'm looking Absolutely. at it as a Marvel movie. Yes. Whether it's white, purple, black, green, blue, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm looking at it, that's how I look at it. So for me, good movie, great character, great mostly great characters, all great actors. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Tim, I think this movie for me would have did even better if it came out in 2009 with yes. like the phase one movies. This was a phase one movie in our phase three world of Marvel. And that, that's why it just, it's not hitting all the notes for me because huh. I expected a little more, I yeah. guess. And and I didn't, and I didn't well, get it. And when I say expect more, I, I mean like as far as a, as a, as a, a no, Marvel universe movie. I, I said the same words to April come out theater. I said the timing of this movie is wrong. I agree with you 100%. Because now, if you're in a film class, they're going to say, well, that has nothing to do with anything. Marvel's a whole different review process now. No, no, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. You have to accommodate Infinity Wars now. It is a story. That is a movie in itself. Everything leading up to it is a movie. And now we're it's historic. It's it's precedence. Mm -hmm. You need to lead up to it. And and Black Panther does not do a good job. It's mistimed. It really is. And you can look at this movie like two different ways. Like pretty much what we just said. As a Marvel Universe movie, like a universe with Captain America with Thanos coming in three months. Like Mm -hmm. you can look at it from that. You can look at it from what what's the message that this movie is trying is trying to uh, get out there, you know? And I think from that standpoint, again, I think I think they did a great job. I think they did a mm-hmm. wonderful job of giving the American people and the people around the world, whether you're black or white or it doesn't matter what right, color right. you are, but giving the voice, you know, and and because I, I got that feeling. I mean, I noticed that in the movie and I think that's an A plus right there. But as mm-hmm. a Marvel Cinematic Universe with Infinity War three months away mm-hmm. i thought it was just it lacked a little bit of a little bit of grand the grand connectivity you know well and I, and and they have the message of t- saying in the movie and i can tell you as an editor mm-hmm. i could cut back on scenes and still get the same message across yeah you could sure, sure. i was telling tim right after i saw it i was like tim i was like i liked it i really did 
I said, there are scenes where I was just like kind of looking at my watch. And I'm like, I know where you're going. Mm-hmm. I know 100% what the next scene is going to be. Just get there. I don't need six minute dialogue with you, you know, and Shuri or whoever it is. I just get there, you know, and fight it. Like, I want to see it. You know, I almost in a sense, a couple minutes, I was like a little bored at times. Hmm. Not, a lot, not a lot, okay. but just like a, cu- a couple of times. I just wanted them to get there. Huh. So, yeah. See, and, and it's interesting because, like, um, uh, all fair points, and I think one of the things that that could make this movie uh, polarizing is that the, this is, I think, one of the, you know, obviously we're, we're knee-deep in Phase 3, and you're absolutely right in that it's uh, uh, one of the least connected, most self-contained uh, Marvel movies, but in a way, I think that almost is a strength for it because it's it's looping in entire new audiences so if this is like say oh man uh like something like i don't know like uh, age of ultron where it's like you know you have to see all the movies before it and all the movies after it to have any hope of understanding what's going on i think the kind of self-containedness of this uh, makes it more accessible i i kind of like that we're just kind of living in the world and we're not talking about thanos and you know infinity stones and all that because i think me personally while i love all that stuff i'm 100 percent with you guys but i also feel that sometimes that uh that gets to be too much because like i i kind of use my uh my wife as kind of a gauge of what's working and what isn't and the and the parts where she kind of checks out is where it gets super deep in the connectivity and the uh, and and the uh, um, you know setting up other stuff, calling back to other stuff. She's like, I just want to watch this movie with this hero. I, I want to see Black Panther being Black Panther. I, I couldn't care less about this purple people eater that's coming until he's actually here. You know, so I mean, there's 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 a few different ways to enjoy these movies. Um, I. Again, I, I agree with you guys that I think um, at least a little bit of something there would have been fine. But like you look at something like Spider-Man Homecoming where, you know, I, I think what the intent was, was Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man was supposed to come in and kind of steal the show. And for me, at least, he just kind of comes in and sleepwalks. Um, I mean, I, you know, going into that movie, I thought it was going to be too much. Turns out it was just enough. But on a on a rewatch, I'm like... Oh, he is just snoozing through this. What what are we doing? <laughs> but well, teach their own on that. No, say I agree. Well, I agree. No, I mean, I think I I do like how you said it. Almost brings in um, more a more audience, a new audience um, for the Marvel movies. Which it's that's a good point. Um, I guess it, this and this just comes to personal opinion. I sure. just I am past the Phase One movies as much as I love them, and they're they're some of the best movies ever made. Yeah, in my opinion. Um, but I just now where we are with the MCU movies, I just needed a little more. Like even mm-hmm. even like Ant Man when Ant Man came out in 2015, I want to yeah. say um, that was a standalone. That was his world, mm-hmm. but they had that two minute battle with Falcon and uh, on the Avengers Tower or Avengers facility, whatever. Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. That was enough for me. That's all I needed. I didn't need anything else. That's all I needed. And the okay. rest of the movie, the the ninety eight percent rough of the movie was an Ant Man movie, and that's all it was. So that's kind of what I was looking for in Black Panther. That one little, yeah. give me that one minute clip. Well, you know? well here, let's reestablish something. Let's, let's sidestep from this, just so everybody gets a feel for what we are again. Yeah, Mike, when you when you talk about your favorite movies, and it's like this mm-hmm. is my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Now, Matt and I, I can speak for both of us in on this one. Sure. 
we say it's our favorite movie. We've seen it 35 to 50 times. No exaggeration. So, I mean, that goes without saying. I'm telling you, Guardians of the Galaxy, I know I've seen it 100 times, and that's not an exaggeration. Iron Man 1, 2, 3, all the ones I love in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC, Crow. I've seen this movie 65. Some people say, oh, I love that movie. I've seen it seven times. Mm -hmm. What kind of person are you? Like, when you say you love a movie... If 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 the uh, Beyonder came and said, Mike, if you say that, it's fine, but we're just gonna let you know that we're grading you before you die, and we're gonna see how many times you actually viewed that movie that you said you loved. Would it hold up? Like, would you honestly watch the movies that you say you love the most and watch them the most? Oh man, you know what? You've you've read my mind on something I was gonna bring up in just a little bit, but for me, I'm like, uh, for me to. Be in love with a movie. I have to watch it a million times. I uh, I love yes. Star Wars. I uh, I I like The Force Awakens. You you know what I mean? Just to put it in those kind of terms, like you know, um, to swing it, you know, Marvel side. You know, it's like I I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I love Iron Man one. I uh, I I like Iron Man three. You know, I I I like the Thor movies. <laughs> Sorry, you know, Mike, we're we're losing you. We're gonna. We're I know it's like it's like. It's all right, man. It's all right. Go but, on. But for but for those kind of comparisons, and one of the things that that I wanted to bring up is um, the thing that I found with these Marvel movies is, with the exception of you know like Guardians or Iron Man or or you know the latter Iron Iron Man sequels. Actually, you know I like Iron Man three, but I have not seen it a million times i've seen it like two or three um i don't go back to these marvel movies like i've seen doctor strange once i've seen thor dark world once i've seen age of ultron once um i've seen ant-man twice you know i the in fact half of these movies i don't even own and um you know it's like sure i'll i'll watch winter soldier Loves me some Winter Soldier, but yeah, it's they, I, 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 for some reason, there's something about the MCU movies for me personally that I find um, almost disposable um, in a in a weird way. Uh, not all, not unlike comic books. Like for example, very rarely do I go back and reread individual comics. I've got like you know thirty something long boxes in my back room full of comics I don't go back to. You know, like occasionally I'll you know crack open my uh, you know like uh, Dark Knight Returns or something like that. But you know, like contemporary stuff. Basically, once I read that single issue, it goes in a bag and a board. It goes in a box, and I I don't necessarily revisit my comics a lot. And I'm kind of finding that these um, uh, the Marvel movies specifically are very much like that. But something like say like the Dark Knight. I feel like that's kind of like its own transcendent thing. I'll watch that a million times. And I feel like the more self-contained ones, like, uh, again, we keep hammering it on it, but like Guardians of the Galaxy, it, it it's, it's deep in the mythology, but it's still kind of standalone enough to where it's approachable. And I feel like Black Panther, because it kind of has that weird standalone, uh, almost phase one-ish uh, vibe to it, I think this is a movie that, that people will uh will come back to and you know they they might say that they love i don't know yeah no i agree it's funny too because me and tim love the phase one movies yeah i, sure. I mean we're well now let me say guardians of the galaxy them. the first one is my favorite marvel yeah 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 okay well, right. yeah absolutely no question but there's nothing in that movie i changed i went out i could watch it 75 times which i have and if someone's watching it i'll finish watching it with them mm-hmm. but i just 
because as much as I think Black Panther is like a phase one movie, it just wasn't my favorite. I liked it. You know, don't okay. get me wrong. It was a good movie. Yeah. And I liked it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to watch it again. Sure. Um, but it just, again, it doesn't crack my top five. Probably doesn't even crack my top eight. So for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. I think maybe a lot of it and it, like talking to you, Mike, like it mm-hmm. makes you think of other things. You know yeah. how you brought I think it was a really good thing. He brought up Chadwick Boseman was probably the most least interesting character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. So but I will say this mm. about this movie as well. Please. This is the best. This is the best movie for Marvel female female characters. Oh yes! Oh my god! In a lot of movies, right? female no characters. doubt about that. Now I like now. There's a lot of them, so there's a lot to choose from. Right. Um, but even like if I'm just thinking off the top of my head, mm-hmm. you know, and they play may probably as less of a role. Iron Man one, Pepper Potts. Is, sure. Is, is was probably honestly my favorite female role as far as the Marvel movies. Smart, go. cute, reactive right. with Tony. She mm-hmm. was who was her she, own person. She was yeah. such such a great character in that in in that movie gotcha everyone else kind of comes and goes but these characters whether it's uh god name them off for me i don't know Kira, shuri uh yeah, that's hard for me to yeah do. you got girlfriend. you got shuri played by leticia wright she's dude you talk about somebody with a future ahead of him by the way i mean you know not not to tangent too much but you know i i can see okay. her being an analog for riri williams later on you know throw her in an iron man suit you know, maybe maybe post right? yeah. post Infinity War. Uh, Nakia. Um, yeah, o- I mean, o- yeah. Okay, Okia, Okia, Akia, uh-huh. Akia. So I mean, there's, you know, there's at least the list. The list goes on. So like these uh, these characters were great. They were so fun to watch, and yeah. like watching, especially the uh, what was it the like the casino scene? I don't know what it was. It was, oh, like, it was great with with Claw. Like it was just yeah. the three of them. It was uh, Black Panther. Uh, uh, Nikita, I can't I keep losing their uh, names. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I I even wrote down pronunciation. Nakia and like Akira, I think something like <laughs> that. It's just I got you. Everett Ross and then Claw, yeah. which we haven't even touched upon yet. Well, right. that, that's what I was getting to. Uh, was but that's just that. a great scene, and just watching them, they're so serious, and like yeah. we need to do it, and they're just you know kicking ass on stuff, and then you have Claw like running around, and and, and, and spoiler, uh, that's one movie thing in this movie I'm gonna miss. Andy Circus, you talk about bringing a level seven character yep. up into the spotlight to someone you love. Andy Circus did that with Claw. I never gave a crap about Claw. I didn't either. He right. was a great Claw. And I can spoiler, obviously, I can't believe Killmonger killed him. Right. That actually bothers me. It's weird. I want to. I, and I think if I, I, I'm assuming that Ryan Coogler and his team, this is just an assumption yeah, that sure. by, kill, by a new character in Killmonger, killing Claw puts more. You know, gravitas to Killmonger. Like this guy's the yeah. real deal. Absolutely, you guys should be afraid of him. He's going against our hero, Black yeah. Panther, his movie, and he just killed a villain that's been around for a couple of years. It was clean though. It was blatant in real and, life. It was nice. Yeah, and yeah. I would, and, yeah. but it didn't do that for me. I love Claw. I I yeah. wanted Claw yeah, to be the too. main villain in the second one. And uh, and we're not going to get that. So well, you for know who 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 can oh. know? I mean, let's pour one out for Claw. But yeah, I I agree with you guys. It's like and and you can tell that Andy Circus is having a blast with this. I mean, he is hamming it up, chewing up scenery. It's like you know, it's like he must have just watched Jack Nicholson's Joker or something because you know when he's you know talking about yeah, that's what reminded me a little bit. Yeah, in, in a good way. <laughs> I mean, it was like it, it was campy, it was fun, and I. 
I, but you never doubt his intelligence either. Like, you know, like there's, there's the scene early when they're in the museum and like, you know, he's, he's fucking with the guys. Oh, we're going to let you go. And, you know, he ends up taking him. He's like, no, spread out the crime scene. You know, they make it harder for him to figure out, you know, I mean, and that, and that's few months. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. No, and I was just going to say, I mean, that that's, uh, that that moment kind of encapsulates his character perfectly because, like, you know, he's, he's you know, having fun, but he's still uh, a figure of menace and intelligence at the same time. I think it's great. The past yeah. few months, it's just been like the death of Andy Serkis. Because yeah. oh Claw right? went, right. what's his face from uh, The Last Jedi went? Uh, what was the bad? Uh, Snoke. Uh, and, Snoke and, went. And his uh, uh, gold lame robe, R.I.P. And his gold lame <laughs> robe. Who else went? Playing the new Plan the Ants movie. Did yep. uh, did he did he get killed off? Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, you haven't seen it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. No, yeah. Yeah. Spo- spoiler fine. alert for War for the Planet of the Apes. It, it ends pretty much the same way Logan does. There you go. Yeah. Is circus, what did Circus do, man? He's well, out of jobs. Yeah. And there's a side note. Logan's another one. That competes with uh, Guardians for me. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was yeah. my uh, my favorite movie of the uh, last year, bar none. And, you know, it, it's definitely in my uh, uh, top five of uh, comic book movies. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's I mean, oof. I mean, the, just, you know, a movie is good when it takes risks. And and I think one of the the criticisms that I think we're all kind of saying here with uh, with Black Panther is it doesn't it doesn't necessarily take enough risks. I mean, sure they you know kind of stepped it up to kill off Claw, which you know was kind of kind of a gutsy move because I mean you know I mean he the character had a lot of equity at that point. You know, it's like he, he had kind of grown on you, but at least he doesn't outlast his welcome like say Loki. You know where it's like, oh, okay, right. all right, we're we're doing we're doing more Loki stuff. That's that that's cool. Um, Sorry, Loki is going to be gone in Infinity War. He's going to bite the bullet, I think. He'd have to. I mean, he has to, right? I mean, because I mean, that's, I mean, it, it's it's enough with this guy. I mean, I I liked kind of where they. Morgan Page is like rolling in her. Thanos is going to pimp slap him into Valhalla, man. Yeah, and and I think especially after what we got in Ragnarok, where you know there's as close to a reconciliation between Thor and Loki as we're ever going to see, and I think that puts that relationship in a good spot where you know the next evolution of that character is just to go away. You know, sure, give him give him like you know some kind of vaguely heroic end. I think that would be rad. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it, it's time for for uh new villains and you know actually just to kind of keep things moving i mean we talked about this earlier and then we got you know totally bogged down with other stuff um let's let's uh let's grab the killmonger box and unpack this because uh this is uh just from what you guys mentioned earlier uh this is where we part ways gentlemen because i uh i i love michael b jordan and you know uh, uh michael b jordan and ryan coogler that's a Two great tastes that taste great together. That is peanut yeah. butter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, and, they do. That's just what their third movie together. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Creed was magnificent. Uh, Fruitvale Station, oh, if you guys it. haven't seen. Oh, my yeah. God. I awesome. Mean, Terror. Very underrated. Everyone keeps telling me this. Very underrated. Well, and I, I hope now with the popularity of Black Panther, people will go back out and discover it because it is a heart wrencher. And uh, you know, I've, I've been a fan of Michael B. Jordan since he was on a TV show called Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, yeah. It, see, Stick there we. Eyes. See, That's if I, about. if I had an air horn, I'd be firing. Fwam, 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 fwam. 
<laughs> Don't get me wrong. But, Michael B. Jordan is, is in like top seven favorite actors for me in today. Love Michael B. Jordan. It's just it was the character. It was the character they wrote for him. Well, I love I love that he wears his his uh, marks in life on him. Like I love sure. the look of him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, look awesome. I mean, again, that's why that's why I was leading to before we talk about a movie. It's mm-hmm. it's like the Passion of Christ. Passion sure. of Christ is a well done movie. I sure as hell don't want to watch it more than once. Yeah. But like this it's movie, watch. Black Panther. I'm telling you, is beating. Just so you were clear, Black Panther for me, it's beating. Um, it's beating a lot of movies. It's okay. above Ant Man. It's above. For me, it's above Thor Ragnarok. It's above, yeah. I mean, probably nine, uh, Age of Ultron. The movie is, it's well, to me, I, I dissect this stuff. I can't sleep at night. My wife's like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> and I can't go to sleep. I'm one of those people, like, I'm not, like, Winter Soldier. I'm okay with it. Okay. And when I break it down as a film person, as an editor and, and that, it's 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 so near a perfect movie, but I'm not a big fan of Winter Soldier. Okay. So when people say they love it, I can't go to sleep at night. So Black Panther, it's one of the best told stories in, in Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is. And people are going to hate this. I'll pick, uh-huh. I'll tell you my second one I picked. Go ahead. When I read the filmmaker, Iron Man 2 is one of the best told stories. People say they hate it. I don't get it. Because Whew. to me, Winter Soldier is not a great told story at all. It's not great character development. I don't understand the love for it. When I break it down, it's amnesia. Bad people made him good. Mm-hmm. Or bad, good, bad people made him bad. And the ending, the last half hour of the movie is just a bunch of helicarriers flying into each other. And he's like, Bucky, I can't do it. And I'm like, I don't get the love for it. Where I look at Black Panther, it's a rich story. Yes. Spider-Man's origin story is a rich story. Iron Man 2 has very deep elements in it for me, story-wise, mm-hmm. that I love. So, I mean, yeah, I said say that. No, no. That's... <laughs> I want to hear, hear Mike. Yeah, let's hear I want to hear him because I know he likes Killmonger. So I want to get like, I'm yeah, let's do Explain it. yourself. Yeah, Mike. okay. So um, I, I think he's the... Well, I I think he's the best Marvel villain since Loki, quite frankly, because I he's um, his motivations are very clear. You know where he's coming from. You understand his experience. You understand his skill set. And it's it's, you know, with, uh, you know, with all the the love we were talking about for uh, Michael B. Jordan earlier, it's it's that combination of charisma and menace. You know that that I want from my villains. You know, it's like you know, the, like you know, uh, you know, like his his line to Angela Bassett. You know, it's like, hey, Auntie. You know, just you know, just just stuff like that. He's got like, like that line. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> got like a lot of these little touches. And and um, the thing that that cracked me up. So like I mentioned, I I saw the movie uh, uh, first week, and we're in there. It was a crowded screening, and like uh, at his reveal in the museum when we first uh, get to meet him, he he turned. Turns his head, you know, he's got the glasses on. Somebody way in the back was like, Oh my lord! And it just it just cracked <laughs> me up. It, it was great. it was oh it was it was great. And I just started chuckling uncontrollably because it was just like and and again, because he's just he's just got this magnetic presence to him. So uh, quite frankly, I guess my my love for Killmonger is more based on Michael B. Jordan's performance, but I do understand where uh Killmonger is coming from. It's like he's got it, it's one of those things where he ultimately goes goes too far but up until you uh until he goes too far you sit there and you're like he's kind of got a point 
It's like, you know, maybe oh, it's like maybe Wakanda should be sharing their technology. You know, maybe they should be, you know, kind of, uh, you know, be more interactive on the world stage and, you know, uh, being a champion for oppressed people and not being so isolationist. I mean, it's kind of weird. I mean, weird uh, side, tan- side tangent, but Black Panther is actually kind of like a surprisingly conservative movie because, you know, it's like, you know, the 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 person that has, you know, the radical ideas on wanting to, you know, reach out and do different stuff. And, you know, he's the bad guy. Um, or, yeah. at least, or at least the, the villain of the piece. Maybe bad guy is not. Uh, but, you know, he ends up murdering people. So I guess that does make him uh, um, bad and a villain. But he has, um, you know, a lot of his attitudes are informed by his experience. And one of the things that we talked about earlier was how much of Ryan Coogler is in this. And you get a lot of Ryan Coogler in Killmonger, kind of like you know, um, again had a had a, a rougher upbringing, and it shows on him. You know, it's like uh, you know you, we talked about the scars, and you know, I mean that's that's almost a, a page from Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker. You know, in 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 that kind of aspect, um, I. I really appreciated him, and you know that um, one of one of my uh, um, I, I don't want to use the word favorite. I well, no, I, I use that word, but like the the most stirring thing I think that that stuck with me most in this movie. It's not my favorite scene, but um, the uh, the line he has. After he's uh, after T'Challa defeats him, you know he's uh, uh, they they come up the side of the mountain. They watch the sunset, and he has this line. He's like, you know, uh, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that would rather uh, rather die than live in bondage. I mean, that's that's one of those things. As a white dude, that cuts to the bone. And 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 he delivers it so well and so earnestly to where, you know, maybe it's more heavy handed than is appropriate. That's, you know, maybe not for me to decide. But but that that was a line delivery that that really stuck with me and and um, was really kind of like a stirring exclamation point to uh, to his character. Um so yeah, I mean, so so that's that's kind of some of my thoughts on on that. I I feel like he's a fully realized uh, person. He's he's not a cartoon, like you know, like like yeah. like Thanos. He's gonna be a purple CGI cartoon. You know, Loki right. is you know cartoonish in his, uh, you know, his expressions. Yeah, 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 and 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 I don't know. It's just this feel, and and even Hella. And uh, and Thor Ragnarok had a, a you know you know mustache twirlingly. Now, granted, that's what I loved about her as a villain. But you know, any any of the Marvel villains where they're kind of like a darker version of the hero, there's always kind of like that that mustache twirling element. Like you know, uh, going all the way back to Iron Man one with you know Jeff Bridges as a uh, you know Iron Monger on Iron Monger as uh, you know Obadiah Stane. You know, it's always that dark reflection but it's it's always pushed to that level where it's oh it's a cartoonishly villainous version of our hero this is the difference between uh t'challa and um and eric killmonger is their upbringing you know he's he is that abandoned child 
And it's because of that upbringing and that background that, you know, makes him the character that he is. He could just as easily have been uh, T'Challa's brother, you know, had had T'Chaka not left him there and brought him home. You know, they, they in another life, they could have been brothers, you know, and it's it's uh, I, I just and I don't the know. Story Loki all over again. <laughs> it, it really is. But I think done better because there isn't that, you know, they're, they're not doing get help. You know, they're, they're, they don't have that kind of relationship. There's kind of like, you know, some begrudging uh, respect, um, especially towards the end. But it's never like, you know, it's it's you almost want to say like um, it's it's not the end of Pulp Fiction. It's not like we cool. We cool. No, you don't. You don't. You don't get that moment because, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, again, in another life, you know, they, they could have been uh, brothers, but. They got this life, so so they don't get to have that relationship. Well, right, and you, and what's important is as far as his character goes as a villain. I love this because I think about this the whole movie. It's the first time that whether he succeeded as a villain, not villain, or didn't, he would impact hugely the world. But like you said, there's no call to help. It's not like the world's like, oh my god, this this guy's over, and no one knows this is going on. And right. even if he got the power. How long would it take the world to realize it's changing? Mm-hmm. It's not like overnight. It's not like you have this big villain that's coming out of the sky and attacking. It's a great, it's a very deep villain because he's not villainous. But man, like, he hasn't hit a villain really to me until he says, let's just burn all the power so I remain with the power. Let's just burn all the herbs. That's the only point where you're like, man, okay, this is out of control now. But yeah, it's 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 the hidden war and it's not even a war. You don't know what, you don't know what the outcome would be if he became, you know, if his plans all turned out, like what would be the outcome? Mm-hmm. How long would it take like Tony and all them and the Avengers to realize, hey, we might have to step in politically. It would take forever. That kind of war, the thing oh, that yeah. he would impact the world on would would man, it, it's undoable. It's super. It would be super difficult to undo if he got going. Absolutely. It makes it super interesting. Mm hmm. And in a way, I, you know, I think we may have touched on this earlier, but I kind of like that this is one and done because it doesn't have the opportunity to outlast its welcome. I mean, I know we're picking on poor Loki here, but yeah, it's like, you know, I, I like that by design, this is the only time we get to see Killmonger. And I think that yeah. that has an exclamation point on it, a stamp on it. And I think that makes it a little more special and resonant because I, I wonder how favorably Loki will be remembered further down the line. I mean, just, you know, as a character, you know, if we get, you know, three to five more movies deep, it's like, oh, yeah. But you go back and watch the Avengers and he's pretty damn compelling in that until he, you know, kind of gets out the Loki pokey stick and oh, you're a bad guy now. But um, but anyway, no, it's 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 just interesting where they're almost kind of taking '80s era uh, Batman cues and just killing off the villains. You know, it's like you know, yeah. and yeah, I, I I just now thought of that is that you know there's there's something to be said. Instead of, you know, taking them to jail or locking them in an asylum for them to escape over and over to just cross them off. And and I think that, you know, Marvel kind of has the balls to stick to that. I, I, I really kind of hope, even though I'm a huge fan, that this is the only time we see this character. So is this one of your because I, I always just think about this, like you, when, as you're talking about this, mm. you're making me think that well, eventually. One of us or all of us will have to do an episode about tearjerkers, like films oh that gosh, bring emotion. Yeah. 
Yeah. So is this one of your top? Now that's the truth. The truth is this was not one of my top like comic book movies for bringing a lump to my throat. Right. I can list a bunch of them and moments. And it's not one. And I'm telling you, when I talk about those moments, they, every time I watch those things, I can't get through them. <laughs> my little Star-Lord, Guardians of the Galaxy, can't get over it. And I'm telling oh, you, this sounds stupid again. Iron Man 2. He's like, the most important thing I ever created, Tony, was you. Cheesy. If I saw that wow. on a piece of script, if I saw that written down on the uh, when they're in production, I think, cheesy. Get rid of that line. But it was acted well. His father, uh, who played his father, Tony, uh, in, in an Iron Man two, uh, Roger Sterling. But, I, I don't remember the yeah. actor, but yeah, that guy. But I'm telling you, it puts a, puts a lump in my throat. There's all yeah. these scenes and all these Marvel cinematic Logan. God, yeah, I could die every time I watch Logan. And and uh, but this movie, it's weird. I, I love the movie. I love the sunset where he, you know, he's dying on the sunset. Yeah, I didn't get the I didn't get the lump in the throat though. Hmm. Yeah. Even see, Wonder Woman, I got a lump in my throat at at a point. I don't know about you guys, but when Jensing dies in Iron Man One, yeah, I get a little emotional. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just saying, in that movie, you're, Tony Stark, it's what 45 minutes in, and yeah. it's the first time Tony Stark's like shown to really care for another person, right? Yeah, like, he's not just being yes. arrogant and goofy. Right. He like boom, Jensen is dying on the potato sacks, and Tony Stark's like, "Come on, we're gonna see your family. Come on, I'm getting you out of here. We gotta yeah, see yeah. the plan." Like he he's genuinely sad for this guy and then he dies and i'm like man jensen man helped him with the fursuit he's gone yep well and and he leaves him with the advice that will carry him through this this entire cycle of uh marvel movies you know the it, it begins tony stark's entire arc as iron man arc see what i did there jesus um uh, but no i, I uh, <laughs> unintentional puns you know, the or react- unintentional. reaction <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's safe to say Jensen's responsible for the MCU. But yeah, right? totally. Without Jensen, there would be no Iron Man. Right, because, I mean, he tells him, he says, don't waste your life. And, you know, he takes that advice. And, you know, 18 movies later, we're, we're finally getting to the, uh, the, the purple people eater with his uh, bedazzled glove. And I don't think we get there without, um, you know, that, that iconic advice and that and, and Tony Stark feeling that that pang of loss and really, you know, kind of having to grow up and and be an adult. Um and yeah, with uh, with Black Panther, you the the closest you see to that is when he when he goes to the spirit realm for the second time and confronts his father. I mean, I love that scene where, like, yes. you know, first he kneels and he's like, "Stand up, you're the king." Um, that that kind of that that uh, it didn't put a lump in my throat, but it made the hair on my arm stand up. You know, that kinda, I'm like, "Ooh!" But then. It's 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 a confrontation. It's like, why did you leave the child? You know why? You know, and really, that's kind of like the only time where you see something resembling a c- character development, um, in my opinion, because like that, you know, he's kind of you know growing up and becoming his own person a little bit, kind of stepping out from uh, his father's shadow. But but yeah, I mean, even then, it's it, it's a great scene. Like I said, it raised the hair on my arm, but it didn't necessarily give me a. a in my throat but what did though and i think this is maybe what what um what you were asking there's um um this is my favorite scene in the movie it's when killmonger goes to the spirit spirit realm and it's that it's the it's that same shithole apartment and he's going in and all he's doing is just looking for stuff you know looking for the the secrets and and all of that other stuff 
and you it's so subtle because like you look out the window and you see like the 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 purple and like the giant tree the tree of life out there and all that other stuff so it's it's very much on the on you know that that uh spirit plane but it's still the same apartment and you know uh sterling k brown shows up as as his father and he uh you know you know killmonger is talking to him he's like oh yeah you know i found the stuff we're doing this and he's like so um no tears for me <laughs> and that right, right, that right. that got me that that one kind of got yeah. me a little bit because killmonger is so focused on his purpose that you know it, it's it, it's it's a great contrast to you know T'Challa's experience in the uh, in the in the spirit world and and uh, man I mean Sterling King Brown I mean he uh, you talk about somebody that steals a show I mean he's in this movie for literally two scenes and he uh, I mean he runs away with the entire movie in those two scenes I mean so impactful um, he I was just on SNL yeah oh yeah oh, I gotta check that out I yeah. missed it. We recorded it and then watch it. Oh, uh, nice point is uh, because looking at Everett Ross, man. Yeah, they did something with the character again. Now he's a character you like. He was an a-hole. Like we yeah. all hated him. Like you're yeah. like he's just he was a worthless. Like you know he just sitting in the in the, in the uh, imprisoning cube and just like yeah. taunt them and say weird shit. Now he's actually got like they developed a character. Yeah, he did good. I, I liked I liked Everett Ross. Ross, I like him a little more now. At least he had a lot yeah. of screen time and he he did fine. Well, and as uh, uh, you know, and they gave him something to do. You know, I I I, I thought that was pretty cool. So, I want to know your opinion on the um, end credit scene. Well, there's two. Yeah, there's two. So the uh, the end end credit scene, the very last one, uh-huh. with the with the Bucky with inside Bucky. the tent, and Jury is helping him out mm-hmm. and train and all that crap. So, what would you think? I I like it. I mean, because see, here's the thing. Now I know uh, one of the things you guys were critical of is that you know the 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 mainline Black Panther story, the movie, doesn't have as much connective tissue to what's coming, and and we know that Infinity War is coming next. But the thing for me is that like we've seen the trailers for Infinity War before we saw Black Panther. So in a sense you already know what's coming and for me at least like I like I I know um I I know we were saying that you know we would like that last little bit of connection I feel that that stinger kind of does it because you could you could watch that stinger and then watch the Infinity War trailer and then go to the movie and be okay it's it, it's it's just kind of a nice walk up and um, I I was already geeking out a little bit when like you know they they take uh, uh, Ever K Ross back to uh, Wakanda you know because he's got the gunshot wound and you know Shuri has that line where she's like oh another broken white guy for me to fix and I'm like ooh yeah. is she talking about Bucky right <laughs> and I'm like oh does that that mean he's like okay now well obviously he is because we've seen him in that trailer with the machine gun running with. Uh, with the Wakandan army. So apparently that's okay. So, but I, I also like that they don't reveal his new arm. So I, I think maybe that's, that's either, yeah. 
Because, like, I, I don't know, like, I'm sure you guys saw this, but, like, Entertainment Weekly just put out, like, 15 covers with, uh, um, you know, with all the, you know, characters' new looks in Infinity War. And, uh, you know, like, Bucky's got kind of like a, you know, kind of Wakandan-inspired uh, arm. It's got, you know, it's got, like, some extra details on it. His, uh, you know, he, he looks like he spent a summer in Wakanda. You know, just right. just, just with this costume there. I, um, hopefully, I haven't looked at the covers. I don't really want. I think I'm gonna avoid them. I'm gonna try to. You know what? The Infinity War covers. Yeah, if, if, if that's something you want to do, that's probably an okay thing. Um, but um, oh man, that kind of that kind of sucks the piss out of one of the things I want to talk about though. But oh, oh sorry. Well, no, that's okay. Oh, that's okay because well, here's the thing. Like, uh, and we've seen it in the trailer, um, but. You see now that Iron Man's suit kind of behaves like Black Panther's does. You know, it's it's kind of like it's, you know, the 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 you know kind of like the uh, I forget what they call it. You know, the 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 bleeding edge. You know, kind of uh, heroic age inspired uh, Iron Man armor. And I mean, the suit looks okay. I, I I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not incredibly keen on it but but one of the things that i wanted to mention earlier and i wanted to make sure i got out on uh on main street before uh uh, before we wrapped up here i didn't care for the way the uh um uh the way the costume behaves on on, uh, are you talking about iron man's or both costume so so here's the thing so i i have i have this problem with uh the latter day mcu in that everybody is running around in iron man suits basically like like uh the black panther suit it's completely invulnerable i mean i mean black panther's essentially invincible he doesn't even need black panther superpowers because he's got he's got a fucking iron man suit you know, it's He's like emitting waves now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't I don't need that. I mean, one of the things for me that appealed to me about Black Panther as a, a comic character is he reminded me so much of Batman. You know, he's like, it's like if Batman were an African king of a technologically advanced nation. Well, you know, I mean, it's I mean, because, you know, the same uh, tactical mind, same uh, mastery of all different fighting styles and martial arts. I mean, it's like I mean, that's I mean, I'm a huge Batman fan, so it's it's not that much of a step uh, either side to say I'm a huge Black Panther fan. I've always loved the character because, you know, I kind of like those more human based uh, type things. I I don't like that he's invincible. That 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 really no, that really I, bothers me. But, because in the in the, when, in the harder point is that Cable's going to want his powers back when he, you know they still finds out that Black Panther stole his ability to absorb energy and like redistribute you know distribute it to people. Yeah, like that irritated me. It's one thing in the movie I did not like that now his suit can shoot out energy like he's like Wonder Woman like she can just like cross yeah. her bracelets and like shoot sure. out energy and like destroy everybody around him. I mean, I, I'll grant you that it looks cool. I like the detail in it. I like uh, the the aesthetic of the purple kinetic energy. But yeah, you know, the redistributing it and and you know, it was one of the things I saw. Like you know, we were on like the uh, you know like the the fight scene at the end with the train, which incidentally takes place on an actual underground railroad. Which I I don't know if that means anything or if that's saying something, uh, uh. <laughs> but. <laughs> But as their as their suits are kind of like you know phasing in and out, I'm like, wait a second, those dudes are naked under there, aren't they? Ew. (laughs) So what's going to happen if you get hit by like you know like the sonic wave and you you know lose all your outfits? Uh, Anyway, it was it was just a weird weird thought that uh, that popped into my mind. But I um 
I don't know. I think um, I I have a threefold problem with with kind of like the 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 modern suits. One, um, again, we talked about Black Panther suit. I think it's too powerful. Um, you know, I, there had best not be a uh, a plucky AI that that shows up and starts talking to him. And in, in, I mean, could you imagine that? Like 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 a like a like a Jarvis Friday type thing, but with like a Wakandan accent. You can keep that shit. But it, it reminded me of. One of the things that really annoyed me about Spider-Man Homecoming, I hate that he has a goddamn Iron Man suit. And, you know, that thing's freaking bulletproof and invulnerable and has like all these weapons. And and so that's irritating. But to bring it all full circle to the Iron Man thing in uh, in uh, Infinity War, now we don't even have to put on uh, superhero costumes. You know, it's like that's that's the commonality yeah. with the uh, Spider-Man suit, the Black Panther suit, and now the Iron Man armor. You know, it, it reminds me of like the uh, in one of one of these uh, um, uh, dreadful Transformers movies where like the Transformers are shown to wear like instead of actually changing shape, they're just like they a, like bro- yeah, it's like a swirling mess of like blocks yes. and cubes and stuff, particles but, exploding. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and I'm like, what the it's fuck like, is this? There's no actual articulation like in the 80s cartoon that actually showed how it could form that vehicle <laughs> right right and and i think that's where we're at with these costumes um and i don't know man i don't like it because like one of the things that you establish i mean obviously there's been a development with the iron man suits like you go from like the clunky rig in iron man one to the more streamlined version in avengers but even like you know when you get to like iron man three and uh beyond where he can just step in and out of the suit I don't know. Oh. That, that's I. I, I hate uh, the extreme extremists, extremists, whatever. I hate the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, I don't like. They're gonna start storing all of them. Are gonna have suits in their thumbnail and yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, you could keep all that. Stupid. And, and I bet you, like, okay, so like, uh, and we're kind of, you know, kind of drifting off topic. And and this is totally on me. I apologize. But but like you, right. see, you see in the Iron in the Infinity War trailer where Tony Stark has what looks like an arc reactor, right? I right. I bet you that's what the suit is in. And, you know, he probably just like taps it and suddenly, much like Black Panther, much like Spider-Man, suddenly he's an Iron Man. And I'm just not there for that. I mean, like one of the coolest things about Iron Man 2 was, you know, you got the suitcase armor, you know, like almost from the comics. And it's like, I mean, you know, and it's shown to be like a less powerful but more portable version. You know, I mean, it shows that there's a trade off there. And now or being able to. Calling the Stark satellite to bring down something—that's sure. cool too. I'm fine. I was cool with that too. Yeah. Sure, but now that- it, it it gives them a chance too to not have their suit, to have the villain take it away from them, and then show what they're capable of and how they think in that situation to get their suit back. And then you you long for it, you desire that moment. Like wait until that thing yeah. hits my skin and I get my moment to come back at you. Which is one of the things that made Iron Man 3 kind of cool. I mean, I like that aspect of it, that, you know, basically, you know, the Mark 43 is basically the Millennium Falcon, and it never quite works, except when it does. You know, I, I so, I mean, I thought that was, that was cool, but, yeah, I don't know, I guess... Uh, maybe being an 80s kid and seeing like the the pageantry of like when Voltron forms or, you know, some of these other things where like, you know, you make a thing out of the transformation. And I don't know. I just I don't like that. You know, we're just hiding sophisticated armor in in a necklace 
or or a medallion or whatever. It just I don't know. It's it's a really weird hill for me to die on, but it just it just really really bugs me. Oh no, I can die on the hill with you. I don't like <laughs> thin. I don't like uh, fiber thin materials that are going to be able to take like huge impacts. Like I always liked the idea of the armor going on. You can see the mechanics locking yes. and the strength of what it was. Yeah, you need that. There's no question about that. But uh, as a side note too, Voltron will be something we'll have to review in the future. The new series is unbelievable on Netflix. Love it. You know what? That's what I hear. You know, I was just at uh, Emerald City Comic Con, and I know a lot of Amazing. folks went to like the, you know, like there uh, a few of the voice actors were there, and uh, for like a panel, and it was it was almost like Hall H at San Diego. Like it was like standing room only, and you had to line up early. Uh, yeah, a lot of people are digging on a uh, Voltron Legendary Defender. I haven't watched it yet, but I keep being told over and over that I totally need to. So. So, yeah, maybe I have to yeah. uh, pull the trigger on that. I just finished fifth season. The rumors get seventh season at least signed on for unbelievable. Lately, animation is what's taken the is taking the line. Like Clone Wars, man, I never get sick of it. Unbelievably oh, yeah. better than all the the films. You know, yeah. animation. <laughs> See, I just, I just cut like through everything. I'm like, yeah, Voltron <laughs> animation. What? No, I love it. Well, I mean, that's what I get for bringing it up. <laughs> but uh, no, man, no, no. It's yeah, I, uh, but yeah, I agree. The suits there needs to be a limitation, and I'm sure he's gonna start having the Godbuster armor or something with the vibranium. And oh, sure. Yeah. See the Asgardian Iron Man suit. So. He'll yeah. use a Soul Stone to like bring the power of like some bigger being into a suit or something. It'll be something crazy. He, and, you know, a last, a last comment on emotions in movies. Yeah. You're right. I'll tell you what. I get a lot of emotion, uh, honest to God, mm. over the Infinity War trailer. But here's the thing. It's because I'm committing to the feeling of the trailer. And okay. Marvel's not going to do what the trailer is implying. There's not going to be a lot of death. I want to think there's a lot of death. But Marvel has a way of always not taking that step and, and hardcore falling through. Civil War, I'm always going to argue. Civil War should have ended. I'm not joking with Captain America putting a shield in the Iron Man's chest, mm-hmm. four people dying, and then later you come back to we have this character now named Thanos who has who can manipulate, manipulate time. Yep. You have bigger beings that can say, look at this moment in history. Something went wrong here. It shouldn't have ended this way. But we would have gotten a Civil War movie that ended with Jesus Lord. You see the shield come down on Tony's chest and Cap crying, and you see four characters. War Machine should have been dead. Kill off four char- main yeah. characters and let the movie end with what the hell have we done? Yeah, yeah. Like, we need that Marvel. I need that badly. I agree. Especially with War Machine. Like you said, Loki's going to die. Oh. I mean, I just want to say, oh. Yeah, I yeah. I need death in this movie. A character that we're admittedly quite tired of. You know, whatever. I mean, it's like, and, and again, you know, if if uh, War Machine was actually dead as opposed to, oh, he's uh, he, he uh, uh, hurt his back a little bit, but he's okay because Infinity War. You know, it's like, I that that is, you know, I mean, obviously preaching to the choir here, but that is my biggest criticism of the Marvel movies is that they are surprisingly cautious when it when it comes to crossing people off i mean it's like and and i think that's what the contemporary audience wants. I mean, look at it this way. I mean, this is this is an audience that's been raised on Game of Thrones and Walking Dead and where they we're almost accustomed anymore to seeing main characters getting crossed off. And the fact yeah. that that everybody from phase 1 is still here. Yeah, it's you you 
And, you know, like I talked earlier about uh, the perspective of disposability. And I think maybe if there was some kind of uh, deeper resonance that perhaps, um, you know, the the Marvel movies might be a little less disposable because, OK, like, for example, you're watching Black Panther, you know, even when Killmonger throws him off of the waterfall, you know, he's going to be totally OK. One, because the movie's called Black Panther. And two, you've seen that Infinity War trailer. So, you know, he's totally okay. I mean, at least like one of the things that that um, uh, Thor Ragnarok did, at least they they did something where you're altering the character. It's like, you know, you know, he loses an eye. He uh, takes off that stupid wig and he loses his iconic weapon. I mean, that that's I mean, that's the closest that Marvel has done to, you know, really kind of shaking these characters up a little bit. And then Asgard's destroyed and they make a joke. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like they can't commit. That's that's the biggest problem with that movie for me is that you come to the end of the movie and um, his, again, historic precedents like Asgard, you know, one of the realms is gone and they they cut it with a joke. And I'm like, I just remember thinking like, how could you do this? Who in a in a room said, let's lighten the mood? Because Marvel hasn't ever lightened the mood before. Right. Like, that's the worst time to lighten the mood after a realm is destroyed. Right. Like, even Tony wouldn't make, like, a coy comment at that Uh. point. But, yeah, man. (laughs) Oh, Um. man. Marvel, do something dangerous. I'm telling you, Captain America watches Tony dies. He's a scroll, but he has to question his own humanity now because he's seen the Avengers and what they've done. He's crying over them and kill a bunch of people, let people die, let Captain America be a scroll. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you want to go He's the secret going. secret invasion route? All right. I I have to go the route that Captain America is a scroll because Matt and I are both on the same page that this Captain America we we're not behind him. I think there's something wrong. He's not Captain America to me. Hmm. Like there's something going on with him. We're the only people on the planet I think that are for Iron Man and Civil War. I think Captain America was yeah. wrong. He's a terrible leader. He did horrible things, and right. I just can't believe that he's Captain America. Well, yeah, and it is interesting. I mean, like that that's uh that's a whole nother deep dive that we can do later because yeah. I mean, like, you know, we we obviously know from the Civil War comics and at least from there everybody's perspective is pretty much clear whether whether it's right or wrong. In the movie it gets really muddy. And it's just like, and we're fighting because why? We disagree because why? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, arbitrary liberties taken there, I think. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm hoping that like out of uh, Infinity War, yeah, we're just, you know, we're, we're just crossing people off. Um, and, you know. Start with Black Widow's blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, I know what you know what I I'm such a weirdo because like they released concept art like I don't remember like 6 months ago. So I mean it was a while ago. I thought it was gray or like, you know, like white or something. I I didn't realize it was just simply blonde. <laughs> and and I thought well because I mean again, you get into the comics and you know Black Widow has been around since World War II. You know, uh, you know, hanging around with Captain America and Wolverine and and all of that. Um, obviously, none of that translates to uh, um, you know the the MCU. MCU, but, right? But I I thought for just a moment, it's like, what are we doing? Are are we like doing some kind of like weird age thing? What are we doing? And it turns out, no, it's it's just it's just blonde for no reason. And differential, yeah. 
I guess. And I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not there for that. I mean, it's interesting because like you look, I mean, I mean, shoot, you get on Instagram and you can see these knuckleheads posting pictures of a character's development from all the different movies. And, you know, uh, um, uh, Scarlett Johansson has gone through her fair share of shitty wigs. I mean, it's like, I mean, she's, she's, you know, due for a half price at the, uh, at the shitty wig shop because of like, you know, being in those movies, but still, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I mean, maybe it serves some kind of story purpose, but yeah, I don't know. No, it's so. short too. Right. Right. The new yeah, haircut they, just felt like, they felt like dying. The it. new haircut's a lot shorter, right? Yeah, everyone has to get haircuts. That's, Thor, but that's why that's how they're 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 Thor, making Thor, Black Widow, everyone's getting haircuts. And that's how they're gonna bring Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. <laughs> with yeah, with a haircut? haircut? <laughs> yeah, the haircut. He's like, look, that's better. And she's like, Who the hell are you? Yeah, he's gonna call it. And dude, I'm at the point where if that's what it takes to bring him in this movie, I don't give a crap. Yeah. I'll go see it. If someone had told me that was all he's in there, I'd be like, I'm still going to see a movie. <laughs> I need Hugh Jackman in this. They need to. I'm telling you, he's gonna be. That, that would that'd be a game changer. You know, yeah, I mean, if if that happens, you totally get credit for that kill, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, because, well, and here's the thing. I mean, like, uh, you know, you might be onto something because how unprecedented was it when uh, yes. Spider-Man showed up in Civil War? I mean, it's like we knew that the Sony deal was going on. We knew that something might happen. And then, boom, suddenly it happens. And not only does it happen, but it happens in a big, bad way. Um, there's way more more spider-man in civil war than i had ever thought would uh would i mean oh, shoot yeah. i mean there's almost more spider-man in civil war than there is in the spider-man movie I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, this is steve crawl in the office all over again like they did a good job of locking out they said everything every tablet's like he will not be in it he did his course as a character yeah. and then last episode last episode steve crawl came back. i'm telling you hugh jackman's been way too over vocal about yeah, you know, I have my time. I know I said come back. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Let the next person. I think they're putting out so hard that he's not going to do it. He's going to be in it. There's going to be some kind You're of You're going to hear a sling. Like, ah. <laughs> it's going to be one of those side missions where someone's going to be about to be killed and he's going to come out like wasted and just like, you know. So l- let me ask you this. Just since we're on this topic, I got to ask. If that does happen, and I would, I would be really excited if it happens just like you guys, but... If that does happen, does that diminish the impact of Logan? If Hugh Jackman comes back and dons the claws, uh, no, still, I, I fall in my brain. The timeline still timeline. Like I'm not. I'm gonna still look at it as we lost Logan. I mean, it's just a different. I, I get what you're saying. The emotion loss. Like yeah, was, maybe a little bit. Yeah, but if, if it's like Logan of the past, like he hasn't yeah. reached the Logan movie yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna watch Logan again and cry. I mean, yeah. like maybe in Logan, he knew the of the Avengers. He doesn't talk about it. Sure, yeah, you know, it, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because I mean, obviously, there's all this stuff with you know, like Disney and and Fox, and who knows what's come gonna come of that. Um, yeah, who knows? Maybe there is something brewing. Um, maybe there is something brewing for this uh, untitled Avengers four that's coming out uh uh next year who knows i mean because i mean it's funny it's like all the hype is surrounding infinity war and nobody's talking about avengers 4 or or they're gonna time stone into the future where where logan's about to get killed and they're gonna save him yeah (laughs) 
Oh, I thought they were going to make another Logan movie. Thor's going to be like, nay. <laughs> not on this day. Yeah. <laughs> but not today. We need your bear claws. I would, I would, I could actually leave the theater, I think, on that one. I'm like, oh, what man. the hell did you guys do? Yeah. I, don't, uh, I mean, that's, that is fantastical and wild. And I don't know if I'm all about that, but I mean, I, I would, I would yelp and cheer if I saw it. <laughs> but then I would think about it later and I'd say, wait a second, that, that, that's kind of shitty. But yeah, um, they really have to. I don't know what they're gonna do, but they really have to step up the game of what is gonna be impacted on this globe on this global level by Thanos. Like you're right, yeah. I agree with you. I don't want him just to be a cartoon character. It's like I, the words are nice the, in the trailer. The words are nice. Yeah. The I I, I always love the feeling. I talk about to a lot of people about this being mm-hmm. a father. Sure. There's nothing greater in a story than all of the heroes that have been around so long and. Like as a father, like you like to think of something that's ever happened to your daughter, you'd be the one that could stop that bad thing happening. But mm-hmm. what if you can't stop it? Wow! And that's what makes good storytelling. You know, when Thanos, so he's saying it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. How how does it feel to be feel so right to know you have this power in that, but it means nothing because you're not going to win. Like right. that's what I'm banking on. That's what I want to see Marvel do it. Infinity mm-hmm. Wars, make this mean something. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, like it. I mean, I I feel like there's going to be no middle ground. With with what happens in Infinity War, I think it's either going to blow all of our hair back and it's going to be like, wow, this is what we've been building up for 10 plus years and 18 movies. Um, You know, it's like, you know, uh, Thanos is a, you know, uh, uh, a fully realized villain with, you know, uh, understandable motivations. And, you know, it's just, you know, and drawing comparisons to all of the great, you know, uh, uh, comic book villains that we've already talked about. Or it's just going to be, yeah, he's just a big purple turd. And, you know, sure, (laughs) sure. Yeah, he drops computer generated moons on people, but eh, who cares? You know, and and I wonder at this point if there's been too much hype, you know, maybe because we've been building to this since, um, you know, I want to say day one. But I mean, I mean, you know, in Iron Man, we're just talking about Avengers. We're not necessarily talking about Thanos, but I mean, I mean, we've been building to this for quite some time. And I wonder if anything can live up to the hype. I mean, look, uh, I mean, again, we're, we're way in Tangent Town, but uh, look at people's responses to Star Wars The Last Jedi, you know, and specifically how uh, Luke Skywalker's uh, character was treated and things like that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because it's we've been waiting 30 years for you know, for Luke Skywalker to come back and and all of that, but it, so so I don't I don't want to sidetrack us too much into that, but but what I I guess what I'm positing is I don't know what could live up to the expectations because we've had so long to imagine what it's like when you know uh, Thanos has the completed infinity gauntlet what's he going to do with it what's he going to say what what does that look like how does that feel you know and again the 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 problem is is that imagination is a powerful thing and i don't know if anything for what we see can actually outmatch maybe what we're imagining. I don't know. Well, for me, it's, I could tell you, it's this simple. It's, it's the matrix unplugging characters in front of someone. It's, it's a Negan moment. I, I want ah. that moment where they have that little battle scene okay. with Thanos and there, there's a battle and they're getting beaten down. And you're like, Oh man, he's super tough. And then everybody comes together and you're like, Oh, it's that moment. And then he's like, 
is this what you expected? He's like, Pepper, dead. I mean, snap of the finger. She drops. Yeah. Dead. Jane with Foster's are dead. Jeremy Renner, dead. I mean, I'm not talking like big power energy. He's like, he's like submit or watch another person drop right in front of me, in front of their faces. And there's like, everybody yeah. just stops because they're like, we can't counter this right now. Like he's just willing it and people are dying in front of us. Like I want Pepper Potts to drop. I want yeah. a team member to drop in the first half hour. And there's like, what the hell is this? Like we can't, we can't even move and he's dropping people. Right. That's the impact I want. Not a big battle that leads up to like, Someone got hurt and to die. I want someone dropped. Oh, like they okay. fly in and he grabs him by the throat and it's crack dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, unceremoniously. Now I, I like that. Oh, yeah. I really concerned, uncaring, just looks at him like, you see how easy that was? And it's yeah. going to keep happening. <laughs> and Tony's like, but you don't. And Pepper's dead. Yeah. And then he's like, but you, I am the king of, and your kingdom's gone. They're <laughs> right. dead. Like, right. that's what I want, man. <laughs> Well, and, you know, they they could do that. I mean, like, um, you know, it's been years since I've read the original Infinity Gauntlet comic, but basically there there is a spot in there where uh, once he's got the glove, he snaps his fingers and half of the characters disappear. Just, just gone. Just wiped out. Um if we get a moment very similar to that, I think that would be cool, you know, and... When we're dealing with powers of like, you know, time and reality and things like that, you know, Marvel can still do this thing where they give us that, but then still kind of have uh, room to to walk it back if they need to. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I, I think I, I really I like the way you guys put it. I think if we get like some just cold kills, you know, just unceremonious and yeah, just crack dead, uh, snap dead, you know, just, uh, um, I mean, I, I even saw some of that in the, uh, um, I, I went to go see that, that wretched dark tower movie last summer. And that, that's one. Oh, of, what was it like? Oh, I gotta see it. You know what? It's, uh, I actually got good, bad, like, like bad, good. It's, 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 uh, it's good, bad. It's not good, okay. but the cool thing about it is that it's 90 minutes in and out. And you and I mean I was there for Idris Elba doing like the gun tricks and stuff. So like yeah. I I liked that, but like that's one of Matthew McConaughey's uh, powers. He's just like stop breathing and just do just nice. just drops right in front of him. <laughs> you know, they just like nice. die. <laughs> you know, that that kind of thing. So so yeah, if we see something like on that level, um yeah, I I think I think that would be pretty cool. Something that's more chilling rather than like you know somebody gets like zapped with like a blue laser and suddenly they've got no chest or something i mean i yeah i, th I think <laughs> which i think would be cool too i mean that's i mean that's how you can cross off armored characters like war machine or something you know blue laser right to the chest and and then yeah, yeah it turns out there's there there's nothing in there no more <laughs> it's it's hollowed out but um but or, yeah. or to see or to see tony to see someone be mind control with a mind stone and just sure. open up his his unibeam down someone's face. I mean, I mean, you're just like, oh my god! Like, yeah. what the hell just happened? Like, yeah. I I like how this uh, Black Panther podcast has really yeah, slipped sorry. into, but yeah. you, but that's that's the natural uh, evolution of it though, because like like we talked about, you know, that stinger with Bucky that walks us right up to it of uh, of relatively comfortably. Um, but yeah, no, I. I don't know. So um, I, I guess as we because like I'm looking at the time and it's probably uh, uh, probably about time for us to kind of wrap up. But what what do you think the future 
of uh, you know either either Black Panther or the MCU as a whole. What 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 do we want to see? What what do we think is going to happen? Tim, take it. <laughs> I don't know, man. You've been it's a little quiet. I'm still calming down with all these deaths in the Marvel Universe in my memory, in my, my mind right well, now. But, but I think see, with I, Black and, Panther, I think Black Panther's lined up to be a part of the next Avengers team. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah. And so I, I think I, it's going to be him leaving Wakanda a more, kind of like what Thor did with Asgard. Yeah. I think Black Panther's going to be like your new Thor as far as like location goes. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to step, he's going to be king, but he's going to be gone. And he's going to be doing his Avenger thing. I think we're going to get to there with that. Because I think after Infinity War, I think after Avengers 4, which it's one big storyline. So it's, Miss, one, it's, one big, Marvel. it's one big movie. This team is going to change. So I think Widow, Hawkeye are dead. I think Thor, I think Caps, Cap or Iron Man dies. Thor and Hulk move on, do their thing. And yeah. I think you're going to have Miss Marvel, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man stepping up as leader. Black Panther, <laughs> Ant-Man. <laughs> You're going to have yeah, people like that um, carrying on the team. And then, you know, they're going to look back and be like, oh, like, you know, the, the legends like yeah. Iron Man and Hulk, like they started this, you know, and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to eventually get there for sure. I'm assuming so. I want to see Spider-Man hit that Madame Web moment where she says, she's like, you know, what makes you interesting? Your ability to question yourself. And that was what makes you a leader. Yeah. Like in the animated cartoon when he did the Secret Wars in the cartoon. I want to sure, see Madame yeah. Webb like in the Avengers 4. See, you talk about a moment. There you go. Spider-Man over Captain America as he's dying. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's – there's your moment. He's like, look. He's like, you're young. I'm, I'm getting tears. I'm, I'm getting tears right now <laughs> like thinking about that. That's yep. amazing. I love that. <laughs> We're 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 uh, we're wringing the tears um, here on the podcast. That's that's yeah. awesome. I love. We like it. to we like to cry here. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, well, hey, I they... welled up on that one, man. Because that's what I want to see. I want to see that passing it down to the next generation. Like you have it in you, and yeah. he already has that little bit of relationship since Civil War. Absolutely. Like, where are you from? You know. <laughs> yeah, that was a really cool moment. It's like you know where are you from Brooklyn. Queens, you know that's the I, I I thought that was great, and and I, I agree with you guys. I'm 100 percent with you in that. Like I I need to see something in one of these Marvel movies that makes me feel something, and I think a lot of these movies. I mean, they're great. They're fun. They're exciting. They're they're reverent to the source materials. I mean, they do everything right, but for some reason that I can't quite put my finger on. I don't necessarily get a whole lot of feels from them. It's like, sure, I get, I get like the hair standing up on my arm, or you know, I'll get like that rise of excitement, or you know, like maybe an occasional lump in my throat. But, but um, the only thing I can think of is that maybe there's just too damn many of them, and they come out too often. That you don't necessarily have time to um, marinate in it. You know, it's like how how much more powerful would something like, say, Guardians Volume Two be if like you had nothing else except for that for like a year, you know, and you just had to like, you know, stew in it. But oh, definitely. I mean, I mean, the thing with with most of these Marvel movies is like whether you like them or not, it doesn't really matter. There's going to be another one within a couple of few months. I mean, it's like, you know, we, we've got Black Panther now. We're on the march to Infinity War. And then just like after that, we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp right after that. So you don't even really get the opportunity to catch your breath. It kind of reminds me a little bit about um, Iron Man 3. Like, you know, it kind of touches on kind of Tony's kind of sort of PTSD, you know, coming off of the Avengers. But 
virtually no time had passed. You know, it's like, right. I don't know. It's like, I mean, Iron it, Man 3, right at five o'clock when we were supposed to eat soon, man. So that, <laughs> so yeah, so there, <laughs> I was just going to say that yeah. that's probably a really good time to wrap it up. So, um, so folks, before I let you go, um, uh, tell everybody in the audience about the not so much but us show and uh, what's, uh, what's, what's new and exciting. Well, What's new and exciting is, uh, so we're, we're really starting to use Skype. We started doing it the last, I guess we're calling it seasons now, because that's yeah. what some of our friends call their stuff. Which so is we're cool. taking that. Seasons or issues, whatever. Oh. Um, but yeah, so our last episode, which was, last, was this past December, we started doing Skype, and it worked out pretty well, and it was very exciting and very fun. So mm-hmm. that's like the biggest thing with uh, this upcoming season for the Not Supposed to Put Us show, is we're going to be doing Skype a lot with different cosplayers, hopefully get some celebrity guests too at some mm-hmm. point. So that's exciting, but yeah, uh, uh, it's every Sunday night, Facebook Live. About we always shoot for nine thirty p.m. <laughs> that is at Eastern Standard Time. That EST. Perfect. And uh, all you gotta do is uh, so we are the Not So Much Brush <laughs> Show, but you just gotta search Matt and Tim. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a weird thing. It's funny, Mike. I told I told Corey yesterday mm-hmm. that we were supposed we were we were get on at five o'clock. So I keep forgetting there's different hours. So I'm I'm communicating with him like five. So oh, I, mess- yeah, yeah. I messaged him just let him know we we're running late here. Oh yeah. Because he just messaged and he's like, honestly, he's like, I didn't know you met five my time or our time. So I told him, I said, yeah, well, <laughs> but, but anyway. yeah, at least mo- at least months and years still work. Like we're all right. in the same month, <laughs> years. Like, well, and we're all doing the 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 dumb daylight saving time, right? You're not like in Arizona where it's like we don't observe because we're Arizona. So, so at least at least we've got I, all that. I don't want to awesome. extend. I don't want to extend this for an hour. But how do you feel about the early release of Infinity Wars? Oh, hey, yeah. Um, um, I, I'm curious. It's interesting. It's an interesting move. I haven't consulted the overall list of all of the other uh, releases. Um, it, it makes me feel like there's a reason. So, like, I don't know if they're trying to uh, create more space between Infinity War and Solo or like, I think so. Or if there's like something else in there, also, yeah. I haven't looked at the the release schedule um, in some time, but I know basically, like, I mean, there there's a reason why you know we're getting uh, Black Panther in February, you know, and we're getting yeah. we're getting movies yeah. in March. I mean, it's like you know, summer blockbuster season basically starts like you know after Christmas or like well a- after January basically. Um, well, dead. Deadpool 2 comes out, it was scheduled to come out um, May 18th, So, yeah. or it is coming out May 18th, so that's, that was two weeks after Infinity War, and you know the guy, they're not going to do yeah. that, that's too cool, Deadpool's is one of the best, it's Fox's you know, baby, yeah. that's going to make so much money, so I can see Disney being like, hey we have Solo coming out a week or two after Deadpool 2, let's push Infinity War back a week I don't we like do the bump anyways. up, it really screwed with us like we have traditions with yeah, these movies and screwed, like, it screwed yeah. up we don't even know what opening night means now yeah, well, so, yeah. I, but they're doing it for financial reasons just to squeeze out more money before Deadpool 2 comes I think that's what it ultimately is yeah, and you know, and and for me, like since I'm going to end up watching all these movies, I kind of like having the opportunity to, like, I mean, like that's how movies fall through the cracks for me. Is that like if you put too many out of them, they're they're too clustered together. And it's just like, well, I, you know, I I I'm probably not going to go see more than one movie in a week. You know, just between like work and adulting and all that other stuff. Yeah. But, like if I can go see Infinity War, 
then Deadpool, then Solo. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of okay. I I could live with that. So, uh, so uh, so before I cut you guys loose and you know you uh, uh, get get your dinner on and and connect with uh, with old friends and get ready for the uh, uh, the big show. Um, where uh, where can we find out more about the not so much but us uh, show on the interwebs and how can we connect with you guys on the social medias? I like the simplicity of uh, Facebook, Matt and Tim. Like that's mine. You can do the rest of it. I just like yeah. the, because we got to clarify though. It's Matt and then and, the, and N the letter N and then Tim. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how that's is on Facebook. Like, that's enough for me. If you watch this live, but then we have a bunch of other stuff. Tim likes Facebook a lot. He's always on it, and I'm on it too. But I'm also mm-hmm. on the show, the Not So Much Brush Show Instagram, and the Not So Much Brush Show Twitter, which that's just as it is. Just search the uh, Not So Much Brush Show. On those two platforms, or we could even try the NSMU show, and you'll find us with our green, beautiful logo. We like to put up pictures, and uh, I like to put up um, put up polls on Twitter about weird stuff. Like, do you prefer jarred pickles or raw pickles? No. <laughs> Perfect. So, these guys decide. You know, circle pickles or long pickles. Yeah. Don't know. We're evolving this year, though. We'll look a little yeah. different. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Mike, for having us. Like, we're so glad that KGRG uh, still likes us. Oh, you're welcome. Well, you know, I've, uh, you know, much like uh, my man Cork, who you're going to connect with later, you know, it's like we've got, you know, kind of grown up and moved on. But yeah, I mean, KGRG will be a thing that'll have a, a special place in all our hearts, uh, uh, you know, because it's, it's just great. So, um, we're yeah. Still like an, we're still like an infant, like yeah. reaching for mom's milk. I will never, <laughs> we will never leave. Like, we will be in front of this mic like 35 years from now Absolutely. doing the same thing, finding well, you, man. We're like Tony Stark and Thor, man. We're like, we're going to pass on to our daughters and 25 years <laughs> and i'll still start the conversation with like yeah iron man 3 hate it yeah <laughs> yeah We're starting your own team here yeah <laughs> yeah it's like wow that's assemble a, that's a it's an interesting hill to die on so uh um, <laughs> i'm like well because i mean i i mean there's i mean there's polarizing movies i would say that iron man 3 is amongst the polarizing slash controversial movies. I mean, like, there are people that that really love it for a lot of reasons. There are a lot of people that really hate it for a lot of reasons. And then there's a lot of people that just, you know, kind of kind of like it the same. You know, it's like, oh, this is this is this is cool. And like, you know, um, oh, man, I, you know, I you know, it's kind of like flying a plane. I was like in like, uh, you know, winding down, getting ready to land. And then I just pulled up on the lever and just, you know, started pulling back up. And I'm like, nope, nope, don't get into a whole conversation about how uh, at first I really hated the Mandarin twist, but then it kind of then it kind of grew on me, and then I kind of grew to like it. And now we're we're not talking about any of that today because we are we are out of time. <laughs> yeah, man, that's fine. We'll be. I'll tell you what. If you want to distract us, bring us back for this last Star Wars movie, and I'll distract us from Iron Man three. If you uh, want to talk about else, yeah. Oh, but uh, man. thanks for having us on. Always a great time. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys for taking the time. Uh, great luck with uh, with your show, and yeah, I'll be. Uh, we'll be checking it out. All right, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, All man. right. Sounds great. Matt and Tim from the Not So Much But Us show. Give it up one more time. <laughs> All right, take it easy and make good choices. All right, man. We'll try. Thanks, Blake. 
And that will about do it for this week's episode. I'd like to thank you for listening as always. If you'd like to check out my past shows, including all of my old KGRG stuff, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. And if you do give a review, let me know, and I'll give you a shout-out and read it on the air. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MikeSybertRadio, and write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. On next week's show, I'm super excited. It's my exclusive interview with Dark Angel lead singer Ron Reinhardt, and later this month, I'll be talking more about the Federal Way Coalition Against Trafficking and the Break the Chains 5K happening on May 19th. Plus, I'm hoping to have Mega Thruster on the show uh, before their upcoming gig at NorwestCon at the end of this month. All of that and more in the coming weeks on Mike Seibert Radio. My name is Mike, and until next time, make good choices. I was too busy dancing to the Skype music to actually answer the dang line. <laughs> Seriously, oh, I was like, "Wow, I thought it was yours, man. I thought I thought it was your music." How you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing great. How about how about you guys? Doing pretty well, man. Just bought a house. Holy crap! Look, look at you trying to adult. I know, man. That's crazy. <laughs> buying a house is an interesting thing. So it's cool. The house is cool, and having a house is cool. But like the process is uncool. It is. It, it takes a lot of time, and there's a there's a lot of paperwork. I mean, that is uh, that is some next level adulting. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, something you only want to do uh, a couple times in your lifetime. I mean, everybody should have the opportunity to do it at least once, kind of like buying a new car. But yeah, you you don't want to do it on the regular. It is a it is a very stressful situation. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, agree. I, I, I don't know if we're when's the next time we're buying a house. So <laughs> make this one last a little bit. Yeah. You think you'll be okay for now? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Better be. Right? <laughs> How's Seattle weather, man? Oh, my God. It is gorgeous today. It is. Oh, uh, man. It, it's just now getting to think about being springtime. It's like I'm looking outside the studio window now. There isn't a cloud in the sky. Um, I don't know about the temperature, though. I still want to say we're like in like maybe like the 50s, something like that. But it's uh, it's it's beautiful today. Nice, man. It's not too bad here. It's sunny. Well, that's cool. It's sunny here. A little chilly. Yeah. Hey, man, you guys lost. I saw you guys lost the Shermanator, man. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, as if that wasn't painful enough, motherfucker signs with the 49ers. Right. The, the next day, it's like it's like it's like you lose your girl, and then like she immediately um, uh, starts shacking up, not with your best friend, but with like you know like your hated enemy or something. It's like of all the people you can get with, you pick him. No, right. <laughs> because I mean, yeah. like yeah, I mean the Seahawks and and Forty ers Yeah, I mean there's there's you know like a, a conference rivalry there for sure. Hate those. I can't guys. wait to see see the on field fights next season. 
Oh my awesome. god. I mean, and that's the thing too. I mean, that that could make it very very interesting because I mean, like even though they're like a, a hated rival, it those rivalry games are always kind of cool because, you know, uh, within within your conference you always play each other a little more tougher, right? You know, and uh, yeah. so it, it'll be interesting to see um a little extra degree of drama there. I'll uh and and you know, the 49ers are are you know, they're rebuilding and looking pretty good. I mean, like that uh that quarterback's out of control. He had a really good year last year. So, um it, it it'll be kind of nice to see the uh, uh Seahawks in a in a spot where they actually have to compete. It's uh, safe to say that the Browns are going to have a better record than Seahawks next season, right? I don't know about that, but um Come on. Jarvis Landry, Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, I, uh uh, Dem- uh, that cornerback from Green Bay, right? Traded right. Kaiser, still got their draft picks. This is it? Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> you know, I, I hope- felt like when I saw it. When I saw that stuff on, uh, I think it was Friday. Uh-huh. I felt like I felt like the Browns just like got the equivalent to the LeBron James of football, just because that's how yeah. much the Browns are star for talent. Mm-hmm, totally, and and you know what I. I, I don't know if you're quite Super Bowl bound this uh, this season, but th- things are looking up, man. I uh, I I think we'll, we'll just call it right here. I I don't know if I'm going to leave any of this shit in or not, but uh, I mean I mean Cleveland's going to be a team to watch. Um, because uh, yeah, I mean there there is going to be some top notch talent on there for sure. Do they the Seahawks and Browns play each other this year? You know what they? I don't think they released the schedule until like uh like middle of April or something like that. But that that would be dope. That I think that would be that would be a killer game because really at this point I don't even know who's going to be on the Seahawks next year uh, aside from uh from my man Russell Wilson. So I d- I don't know. If the Browns and Seahawks play each other, that we should just make it happen. Wherever it's at, Cleveland or Seattle, we got to fly out and do like a. A special show and we'll make some sports in with it, which we never really do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be special stuff right there. Yeah, that'd be dope. That yeah, yeah, we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that. And you know what? I guess maybe I'll have to leave this in now just in case that that happens to actually happen. <laughs> right? How awesome would that be? I like field trips. Yeah. I have nothing to contribute. Right. I have nothing to say about football, but <laughs> you could though. You'd have a good opinion though, because like Browns fan, Seahawks fan, you're like that guy. Exactly. Well, I don't care about the Browns. I'm a Steelers fan. But then, fan. like, he, who, yeah. Mike, who would you bring with you if you had to come to Cleveland? Oh man, I uh, I'd have to I'd have to think about it because, like, I mean, first right of refusal would have to go to my wife, and I would say, like, hey, there's there's this thing. Sound of the ring, man. Yeah, and then, uh, but then she might be of the mind of like Cleveland, huh? I mean, I wasn't there like that Drew Carey show there or something, but uh, yeah, no, you you go have fun with your podcast buddies. <laughs> yeah, <And> then, <laughs> that's nice. And, and then and then and then maybe I'd have to uh, ring up my man Corey, see what he's doing, and and I think the two of us would have to maybe make the trip. That'd be so. sick. Yeah, because we're getting double doses of Black Panther night, so we do our review at nine, and Corey's going to be on as a guest. Holy shit! Really. Well, it's very yeah. circumstantial because we had a, a, a cosplayer that was supposed to be a guest yeah. and she couldn't make it. Yes. And then so he's doing a voiceover for our, our intro. So I said, well, if you want, I said we could try the Skype thing out. And uh, yeah, so he wanted to do it. So we're going to do it tonight because it all worked out circumstantially. Like I said, it was great because like then when I thought about you, I thought I told him, I said, yeah, we're going to be uh, doing the show with Mike. And I said, you guys should just be a guest afterwards tonight. And he's like, yeah, so that's cool. <laughs> that, that's yeah. super cool. 